Welcome to Life as a Soldier podcast, a Demon Radio production. My name is Command Sergeant Major Albert Serrano, also known as Demon7, and I will be your host. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast to hear the stories and lessons learned from some of the bravest and hardest working men and women in the United States Army. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to discuss, you know, exactly what we're doing right now as far as, you know, on this deployment rotation and, and is it a deployment? So it's going to require a lot of dialogue, I'm hoping, from all of you so that we can share with some of our soldiers and our family members and just listeners, period, on what exactly, uh, why we're away from, from home for, for the time that we are. But before we get started, I would like to uh, give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and what I will... We'll go in, in, in battalion order. And what I would like to do is I'd like to know your name, your rank, unit, family, hometown, and hobby. So we'll start off with 1-1. One, one. Uh, Sir, Sergeant Major, Ranger of the Way, Steve Zeitlin, W-2 type from 1-1. Uh, one, one. Uh, currently an instructor pilot with uh, Alpha Company 1-1. One, one. And as far as hobbies, hometown, originally from Houston, Texas. I've been in the Army for 17 years. And uh, hobbies... If I can get outside, either shooting, snowboarding, anything of that nature, uh, all seasons. Great. Welcome, sir. Thank you. 3-1. Good afternoon, Sergeant Major, uh, and everyone knows. Uh, my name is Tessar Martinez. I'm from 3-1. Um, I've been in the Army for 13 years, uh, closing in on 14 on, in July. I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois, and hobbies really just get outside and grill out for the family that's uh that's how i how i would like to spend my my free time okay hhc brigade good afternoon this is sergeant major nate mullins uh brigade officer major i've uh, been in the army 23 years married with two kids and uh hobbies i like woodworking and uh working on cars all right welcome sergeant major all right i see you captain daily uh go ahead sir Hey, Sergeant Major, this is uh, Captain Daly. I'm just tuning in for, I got all my guys listening on, I got Steve Zeitlin there, W2 Zeitlin, that's uh, our representative for 1-1, so I'm just tuning in to, to hear the feedback, if that's all right. Absolutely. Okay, sir, welcome. I don't see anybody else on net, so we will proceed uh, with who we have on the net. All right, so as I stated earlier, uh, today's topic is uh, is really getting you know, letting our listeners know why we are we are away from the house. And and there's a lot of discussion whether we're on a, an actual deployment or is this a rotation? What are the differences? You know, what's the importance of it, et cetera. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to briefly just give a, a once over the world, if you will, on on the, the differences and, and try to be as 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 a to simple it down, you know, as much as I can. And then, uh, and then we'll pass it around and, and see what everyone's thoughts are on, on, on the topic. And, and I'll just pose a couple of thoughts, um, and then we, we can begin the dialogue. So with that said, this rotation is what we're calling it, is, is known as a RAF rotation. In other words, so it it's, it's, has to do with the regionally aligned forces, but more, and more near and dear to us in aviation is, is a rotational aviation forces, or, or RAF again. So from, from the macro uh, view, from the Army's perspective, a RAF rotation is, uh, is composed of, from the Army's total force. It's aligned to every geographic combatant command, 
and provide, provides joint task force capability. In other words, it's comprised of National Guard and, and different units from, from different locations, um, you know, wherever, wherever we have the Army. The end state of what we're doing here, whether we're in, in a Pacific Command or Europe Command here in UCOM or PACOM, uh, end state is the same for us. And that is we are here to build readiness, to deter aggression, and assure our partner, partners and allies, you know, that, that we are we're, we're here working together, operating in many different countries, um, you know, plenty of exercises, uh, and, and generally just showing, you know, that, that we are here to support. Conversely, a combat deployment, that is where generally we move from our home station somewhere in the United States, obviously, and we go outside of the continental US and its territories. Generally, we, we know against, you know, who our enemies are, and we are entering a known combat zone where there could be casualties. So that is, you know, kind of a broad, uh, you know, uh, definition of, of the, the difference between a rotation that we're currently on and a combat deployment. Now we can go on and on. I could tell you, you know, during a combat deployment, um, you know, lots of other things happen. We get a, you know, you get a, a, a patch, for example, in your right shoulder, which I know that's a hot topic for a lot of our soldiers, you know, but at the end of the day, we, we are representing the United States Army and our country, no matter where we, we are uh, in the world. So those, those are kind of the, the, the biggest differences from my perspective. So what I'd like to do now is, is what is the point? What is the point of this rotation? Why are we either, you know, in Korea or why are we in Europe? So what I'd like to do is I'm going to open it up, you know, whoever wants to go first and kind of describe from where you sit right now, what is the point of us being gone from the house right now? Hi, good evening uh, from Korea. I think go ahead and hop in and introduce myself since I didn't get the opportunity to do it earlier. This is Chaplain Zach Jones. I'm with 1-6 Cav I'm over in Korea right now. And from our perspective here, I'm a little bit further away from y'all, is that our job is to deter, basically, is to train, continue to develop um, in our tasks and in our proficiencies, but to deter um, any considerations of aggression uh, from North Korea, for example. Um, really, we're in a pretty decent garrison environment here, have the opportunity to just develop um, our general day-to-day -day tasks and skills and just doing it away from home. So that's... That's kind of my perspective from the Korean side of the house. Thank you, Chaplain, and welcome. Anyone else? Uh, Sergeant Major Steve Zeiland again from 1-1. Uh, uh, I, I think that's a great question. Why are we here? And the reason I, I do ask that question is, so 4-2 in Korea, I've done the rotation in Korea, I've done the rotation, or I'm doing the rotation here now, and uh, currently in Poland. But the question is, is 4-2 actually does have a unit in Korea station there they have families there and the question that was posed is why are we away from our families when there are operational units in both locations in ucom and in uh, pacom uh, conducting these missions and everything else as well and now we're supplementing them i do understand eventually korea is going to have i believe uh a few cycles from now they're going to have a, a permanent force being stationed there and then same thing kind of here if we were to have another stationed uh, 12th cab or another Battalion supplementing 12th Cav, it could be a permanent party again as well. So these rotational forces, uh, right now, it just feels like an interim transfer, if you will. Yeah, that's a great point, sir. And, and to your both of the points uh, you you two uh, gentlemen have stated is, is exactly right. I mean, in the UCOM here, there are two aviation 
brigades, if you want to call it that, which are not whole, as we know, and that is us and that is 12 Cav, which is, you know, in the process of building back up. And then in, uh, in Korea, as you stated, there is a, a, a unit that is, you know, permanently stationed there and, uh, and, and we are kind of supplementing them. But to everyone's point here and, and, and to the discussion today is, uh, you know, we are, we are in essence uh, adding to uh, the, the presence that the, the United States Army has in, in both of those theaters and uh, in order to, you know, deter aggression should there be any. Anyone else? All right, well, I'm going to transition to just another some more food for thought or another question, and, and then I'd like to hear from someone else. Since we kind of established the fact that this is not a, a combat deployment per se, at, you know, in the traditional way, how do we prepare for combat while we're living in, in Europe and in, in Korea? In other words, what are we doing? We, we always talk about, you know, training as we fight. Uh, obviously, we're in the United States Army, therefore we have a job and that is to, you know, to defend our country. And so how do we prepare for that while we're here? You know, wh what are we getting after? What are some activities that we're doing? Uh, uh, training exercises, et cetera. Sorry, Major, this is day one checking in. Uh, so uh, one, of, one of the big things that, uh, that our battalion just got done doing is training over in, over in Bulgaria. They're just, and just brushing up on the fundamentals, sorry, Major. You know, we haven't, I mean, we've done that in a way, but not to this capacity, you know. I mean, I would like to, to train some more like this. It'd be, it'd be a great opportunity for us. Okay. Thank you, Sar. Anyone else? Sorry, Major. Yeah, so being up here at Brigade, I can see all the multitude of exercises that we have laid on for each battalion's out of the locations. Aside from that, they're going to be doing great training out there with, you know, with our partner nations, and uh, getting after gunneries and all that fun stuff to get all their crews qualified. But here uh, on Illashim, so here in the next couple of weeks, we're gonna go execute Demon Forge, where we're gonna execute our talk systems, validate our processes, you know, all our new folks that are coming on board, we're gonna train them on operations within the talk, how they do their job, you know, operationally. And then uh, along those lines, we'll be also be going out and shooting all our weapons, make sure everyone's qualified, hopefully get some proficiency and not just qualification. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Sergeant Major. You know, and I'll jump in here for a second and I'd like to hear from someone else. So, you know, I felt to mention this in the beginning, but I think all of us have families, obviously, in some way, shape or scope. And, and from my perspective, I, I can tell you that, and, and obviously my wife will tell you the same, that anytime you're away from home for an extended period of time, it's a deployment, no matter how you, you know, how you skin it, basically. It, it, time away from our families is, uh, is quite significant in, in this profession that we chose to do. Uh, therefore, um, it, it is a deployment, no matter how you look at it. Uh, however, from my perspective, and up here, you know, sitting as your brigade command sergeant major, I can tell you all the things that you're doing out there, no matter where you were, you're currently located, uh, they're impressive, amazing. I mean, it, it just it, it really takes you back. And 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 what I mean specifically is back to the, why are we here, right? Building uh, readiness, because somebody mentioned it earlier. As you get after the fundamentals, whether that's flying, you know. Uh, whether it's a gunnery, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, RL progressions, whether it's gunneries on, you know, ground gunneries, convoy ops, you name it. Uh, the point is that you get to train at the, at the squad, at the platoon company level, which as you all can attest to, we have not done, you know, very, very much or very well, really. Not that it's our fault uh, completely because of COVID, et cetera. And on top of that, when we are home, we can all go home to our families every night. 
and then you know life happens and so being being here again as as a crappy as it may be sometimes uh, we can you know generally focus all of our energy and efforts towards you know getting better holistically as a soldier and that's just you know some thoughts that i have anyone else this is chaplain jones again um, just to offer a perspective from korea i think there's a couple of ways that we're able to like train as we fight from korea number one is being in korea we have a great opportunity to integrate and cooperate with the rock army the republic of korea army which is very important when you consider the kind of aggression that if it would happen we'd be deterring so integrating with them well and also the opportunity to train with other units that we really don't get to train with even within our own organization of the u.s army being over here we get to see different ways of doing things we get to cooperate with different uh, organizations with different skill sets uh, which helps us to see what all resources are available to us should something happen uh, beyond that uh, interesting and helpful perspective that um, our s3 brought up um, in a recent meeting was when you think about the uh, pcs cycle in korea um, typically you're looking at a year maybe two years and one of the benefits of having a rotational squadron come out and collaborate with for us two cab would be the amount of time that many of us have had together you're well integrated um, you understand how each other works so not just your own mission um, as a squadron for us, but also the people that you work with. So you come prepared, you come integrated as a team uh, and prepared to execute at perhaps a better and higher level of cooperation, uh, technical expertise and um, team orientation than perhaps some of these units that only get to know each other for about a year. Yeah, you made some great points there, Chaplain, and I, I agree. I haven't done the uh, career rotation or two in my career, you know, as soon as you hit the ground that you're essentially counting down, uh, you know, because you're there for, like you say, a year, maybe, maybe two. Uh, but yes, you, you have a, a small amount of time to, uh, to get up some of those things. Uh, and I agree with you that kind of like what I mentioned earlier, being away from our families, one of the things that we can absolutely improve on is, you know, teamwork, uh, building our, like I said, from the squad platoon company level, uh, building that team, getting to know your soldiers, getting to know, you know, just each other, peers, um, you know, every, everything we do, whether you're, you're working out, whether you're, you know, working on something, uh, you absolutely get to learn, you know, about, about the, to the folks left and right of you. And then you also, also mentioned uh, working, you know, with the Rock Army, which I agree, again, I haven't been there, but that goes back to assuring, you know, partners and allies, right? So here in Europe, in Europe and, I, you know, I'd like to hear from someone else here in a second, is I know we get to work with, like I said, we're at any given point during this rotation, we're going to be, I think, up in, in seven different countries at one time. And so that talk about, you know, uh, the ability to, to build relationships uh, by doing exercises with, with other countries. I mean, it, it can only make us better uh, in, in, you know, again, holistically. So any thoughts on that out there? Sorry, Major. Uh, I think the, the biggest takeaway that, that us has uh, at this at this level, we, we need to take away from this is uh, it, it's not only a, a check the block type of training, Sergeant Major. I mean, we're already out here. The distractions are away from us. We're already away from our homes. We might as well just capitalize on the training that we're here and not just check the block per se to to say that we shot a weapon or that we trained for Kazavak drills or, or or what have you. But those those are just my thoughts, Sergeant Major. 
Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, there's no reason to rush out here. We, like you said, and, and like we've been discussing, we have all the time in the world out here. We're here to train, uh, get better. Um, and there's no reason why when we all go home, no matter what each one of us does, you know, as far as our MOS or our daily duties, uh, we should all go home better than when we got here, whether it was in, in, in PACOM or in UCOM. Anyone else? All right, let's transition to, uh, again, just a little more food for thought or, or a question, if you will. And th this, I think, it, it, to me, it might be uh, the one that generates the most dialogue, at, at least from where I sit. And that is, so, again, we've already established that, you know, we're not in a, in a traditional combat deployment. So how can soldiers, including ourselves, mentally prepare for, for war or combat while in a peaceful environment? Um, now I'll tell you a couple thoughts and then, and, and then I'll turn it over or for me. So there are lots of things that go through a soldier's, you know, uh, mind while you're away from home, even while we're home, but, but we'll take this instance while we're away from home. And so not only are we missing our families, but take, take for example, right now, COVID-19, right? That is, that is adding a lot of uh, stressors to, to families and to us. As we the vaccine vaccines are coming around, people are getting vaccinated, or, you know, opting in, opting out. Um, potentials of hearing, hey, if you're vaccinated, you know, this might happen or that might happen, and then maybe it doesn't because you know an increase, for example, here in Germany, the cases continue to to uh, to grow. Therefore, that may not happen as early as some of us may have hoped. Uh, so many many different factors that 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 you know um, mess with us mentally, in my opinion. But how, you know, how do we how do we prepare for combat? How do we stay focused and how do we continue to, to, to get better? Anyone out there? So I think the uh, the key is all the, the freedoms that we have here that we don't, that, you know, we don't lie on them. We we get out and we train. We don't waste this opportunity um, that we don't have all these distractions, you know, schedule the ranges, get your guys together on on, on Saturdays or whatever. Do some NCOPDs, do some professional development. Um, make sure your folks are, you know, if they are having issues, get them, you know, get them the help they need because um, mental, you know, your mental fitness is probably the most important thing out here, um, being away from your families and in order to be ready for war, everyone needs to be mentally and physically fit. And, and then physically, I mean, we can't really get off post to go hiking or anything, but there's plenty of opportunities. We have a, a really nice gym. People just need to get after those kinds of things that we can do here and uh, not waste these opportunities. Great point, Sergeant Major. Thank you. Uh, Sergeant Major, uh, W2 Zeitlin again from 1-1. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with predictability. So to keep our soldiers motivated, and a lot of them uh, have the exact same mission set regardless of whether here, whether they're at home, whether they're uh, in a combat environment. A lot of them are working on aircraft, working on vehicles, and their mission set doesn't change. So one of the biggest things that I think we as an organization can give them is predictability. I know it's a little bit more difficult with COVID and everything else. Can't say that if, as a guarantee, if you have the vaccination, that you're going to be able to go out because we don't know if these countries are going to allow us to do it. But giving them the best amount of predictability as far as their work schedule, their weekends, things that they are allowed to do that we know for sure of, the best amount of predictability that we can give them, uh, I think will set the proper tone. Sir, I think you're absolutely right, sir. Uh, predictability is one of the things that uh, us leaders, you know, struggle with at every echelon. I, I'd venture to say that all of us, regardless where you know where you sit uh, 
in the organization, uh, you'd like to have more predictability with your families, with work, with everything. And I agree, sir. I, I think, uh, you know, the, the the better we can do with that uh, for every one of us, for every soldier, I, I think we can definitely stay a little bit more focused, keep everybody uh, energized and, uh, and, you know, and continue to, to, to row hard. As, uh, as Sergeant Major stated earlier, um, you know, I think what also can assist is, uh, you know, just ensuring that that overall people are, are having a, a a way to 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 vent, so to speak. In other words, an out, outlet, whether that's a gym, whether it's running, whether it's barbecuing, you know, when you can, whether it's you know whatever, just just kind of hanging out, letting your hair down, if you will. I, I think that is is a great outlet, especially while we're, while we're gone. Like I said, away from our from our families and loved ones. Uh, but I think those are all great points. I appreciate that, sir. Uh, how about out there in Korea? What do you guys think? Yeah, Chaplain Jones again. Um, to the point of predictability um, and stability, uh, I think another great way that we can help uh, our soldiers and our teammates uh, have the right mind and be mentally prepared uh, in the event of war, uh, even in a peaceful environment, is making sure that our spiritual and social wellness are in order. So I'm thinking primarily as giving people the opportunity, you know, and making sure that they know the opportunities available to them for uh, religious services. A lot For a lot of our soldiers, the opportunities that they get to practice their faith, it's a big deal to them, and it helps them to have a clear mind and helps them to feel prepared. And even in terms of family and relational uh, support, uh, knowing and encouraging our soldiers to know that having things tied up and um, set up well on the home front helps them here. Uh, is a big part of our efforts. I know it's a big part of what we're working on over in Korea is just encouraging our guys. Hey, you know, you, you can't just, I know you're away from your family, but you can't just ignore them. You have to find the opportunities and take the opportunities. And as a side note, command team should be encouraging their soldiers to take the opportunities to nurture those relationships so that when you do have all these great opportunities to train and to grow and to experience culture. Um, it's pretty open over here for us to explore. It sounds like it's not the same over there, but when that happens, you can enjoy those things and take advantage of those things more when things at home are okay and you're dedicating some time to nurturing those relationships because eventually this is going to be done and we're going to come home to them. And if it's not a good situation to come home to, then there are more issues to look at and they're not going to be prepared at home to be ready for war should that ever arise either. Spoken like a true chaplain, sir. Great points. I appreciate it. So I'll tell you, um, and, and I also appreciate the, you know, the friendly jab as far as the, the freedoms that you have over there and we don't. <laughs> no, but all kidding aside, um, I, I think you you did bring a, a, a something, bring up something very important. That is just making sure that every soldier uh, realizes all the resources that we have available to them. Uh, whether, as you stated, whether that's spiritual or, you know, whether it's a behavioral health uh, therapist, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever it is, we have, we have it all. And so just making sure that the soldiers are aware that those resources are out of here and available to them. Uh, making sure every leader uh, also uh, allows, you know, soldiers to, uh, to, uh, to seek the help that they may, may need. Because as you stated, I, I also agree that this, this, the COVID piece will be over at some point. And honestly, I was kind of hoping that by the time we all go home at the end of this year, that that we can go back to not having to wear a mask to our families. You know, maybe I'm being a little overzealous, but but that's my hope anyway. But nonetheless, life happens. Life happens, and whether if it's COVID or or something else, um, you know, 
in my family, for example, every time I'm gone, it seems like the refrigerator breaks, right? As soon as I leave. And so I have to buy a new refrigerator. Funny how my wife always, you know, has that plan. But but something is going to happen. And so, you know, it, it, it's just how we deal with life and, and, and allowing soldiers to uh, to have those outlets. I think great points, Chaplain, so I appreciate that. Anyone else has some thoughts on that? Sorry, Major 3-1 again. Uh, Sorry, Major, I think the most important part of, uh, of actually preparing our soldiers for combat in a peacetime environment is to actually have time protected to actually train our soldiers, Sergeant Major. Um, so throughout the week, we, just, uh, we spend time, you know, be, being technically proficient, uh, you know, with our jobs and our MOSs and all that, Sergeant Major. But I feel that, that, uh, that leaders' time training or sergeant's time training or, or, where, or whatever we used to call it back in the day, it's, it, I don't think that time is very well protected for us, you know, for us veterans to, to, to explain to our soldiers, hey, you, know, when, you know, when I was in combat or this is how I earned my, you know, uh, this is how I earned my, my combat action badge. You know, there, there, are, there are, you know, lessons learned with that, right? But I never seem to have enough time over here to actually train my soldiers and to have a protected time for, for us to train our Joes, Sergeant Major. I can't say that I disagree with you at all. Uh, I think every one of us on the net right now would agree with, with the fact that, you know, you're right. When I was a young soldier, you know, it, it was every Thursday, every morning, and, and you didn't do anything except, you know, sergeant's time training then, leader time training now. Uh, but but I agree. But I'll tell you. And so I think daily, every one of us has a, a moments, multiple moments throughout the day where you can take that as a teaching, uh, you know, tool or a teaching time with whoever you're speaking to. Because anything, it can be a lesson, right? Whether you're talking to a peer, a subordinate, or a superior, it doesn't really matter. But but we used to call that, you know, under the oak tree counseling, right? And that was just simply five minutes here and there. Um, you know, you didn't, nothing was prepared. You didn't have a class laid out. You didn't have, you know, the resources or anything. You just talked about something. And I think, uh, to your point, Sarn, I think uh, while you're there out there in Romania, I, I absolutely hope and think that you can get after some of what you just described. You know, just grab it, even if you don't get your whole platoon or your section, at least some soldiers, you know, every part of the day, some for PT, lunch, whatever. I think you can absolutely, you know, talk about, about many different things. Here in Illisheim, where I am currently, I, I like to, every chance I get in the gym or in the DFAC or wherever, I, I try to, to, to speak to somebody that I don't normally speak to and just kind of find out, you know, what makes them tick. You know, and, and then you'd be surprised when they find out more about me. They're like, okay, well, maybe he is human. Yeah, you know, I'm just not the old uh, old grumpy guy walking around telling everybody to, you know, fix their mask. Um, but I think I think we can we can always learn something new and we could always teach something to someone else. Other thoughts out there? You're absolutely right, Sarah Major. I, I I do take the time to, you know, uh, at least talk to some, you know, to someone new every day to or not not every day, but uh, make every moment, as far as training goes, you know, capitalize on that on that moment, and make sure that they at least learn something new through me, right? And, and what I have to contribute to, you know, to to our organization and whatnot, whether it be my, you know, my immediate soldiers, my lieutenant, right, my, you know, or anybody within my organization. I I, I try my best to capitalize on everything that that uh, training wise, you know, or what I've learned throughout my time in my career and share that with, uh, with with my organization. Oh, that's great. 
Keep it up, Zarn. I appreciate you. Anyone else? Okay. So what I'd like to do is, is uh, as, as stated when we uh, when we started our podcast today, uh, topic being is this a deployment? What do we think, right? Pros, cons, everything we've discussed. So what I'd like to do is starting with one one uh, and going in order is, uh, sir, I'd like you to 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 pretty much answer that question once again in the sense of of the three questions or or or, or thoughts that I threw out there as far as if what would you tell in our listeners, your family other soldiers uh, that have never experienced one of these type of rotations or deployments, if you will, is this a deployment? Uh, Sergeant Major, W.C. Zeitland, this is definitely not a deployment. It is more of the rotation as we kind of talked about in the beginning of this podcast. Having come off the CENTCOM deployment uh, roughly, um, I guess it's almost two years ago now, uh, we came off the, CENT the CENTCOM deployment. Uh, the pay was different. The benefits were different. The uh, quality of life, even there in a combat environment in the middle of nowhere, was better than what you would expect somewhere here in Europe to be. The, the difference between the rotational forces, having done them several times myself, is I constantly ask myself while on the rotation, why why are we here when we do have the potential people that could be accomplishing the same mission we're doing with their families and there's a much higher level game being played uh at much higher than my echelon i understand that uh but as far as going on a rotational and being able to see our counterparts in 12th cab uh, at least the little time that i was there at uh on spot transitioning through and they were still able to go out while we were basically put on uh, hold, hold, close hold, not able to go out, do anything while our counterparts in 12th cab were out and about in the, all the different towns, able to travel. Same thing, uh, pushing out here in Poland, uh, we're basically not able to go almost anywhere. And it's, uh, a lot of it's COVID, a lot of it's rotational, and sometimes it's hard to see the difference. But as far as the rotational itself, it's starting to not quite mesh with it either. Sir, I appreciate the candor, and, and I'd like to tell you that that I I have answers for you. But as you know, you stated yourself that's about my echelon as well. Uh, but I, but what I could tell you is that although it is tough at times for us to you know grasp exactly why we may be doing what we're doing at this particular time, I can tell you that 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 is what you know what the army's asked us to do. And I know you know that I'm not I'm not you know I know I'm not preaching to the choir here, but but it's uh I, what I would ask of you is, and I know you will. Continue to you know be that that example that leader that you are for for the uh, for the crew chiefs for the other pilots etc. And, and try to keep everyone focused and and, and motivated throughout the uh, the rotation. Which I do hope, by the way, up for you guys up there in Poland that you are able to do a little more uh, by the time we head to the house. But I appreciate your sir. Three one, go ahead. Ross, I measured this three one. Uh, so this being uh, this being a deployment. In my head, you know, in my head, no. But you have convinced me otherwise. You know, why not? Why not to treat this as a as a deployment, right? Number one, I'm sure that both of our spouses would agree that to to them that this is a deployment. No matter how you know what picture you paint uh, you paint in front of them, it's a deployment to them. It's time away from you know from each other. So there's there's that one bit. Nothing is stopping us really to actually treat you know to treat this rotation as a deployment, right? Um, and, and still, you know, post up our progress and, and post up our, 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 
our tactical pictures up in the uh, up in the three one page and, and to show you know our our adversaries that you know we're ready we're ready to fight no matter you know what circumstance you know you you put in front of us and basically my point is that with this rotation there's no reason why we couldn't treat it as a deployment right to train you know train as we fight take our time we have all the time in the world in the world here to actually train right and to get after it, so I mean, to brush up on those fundamentals that that's been take well not taken away, but you know that that's been stopping us from actually training throughout this COVID period, and actually come back and get and get back after it, so you know so that we can have a a healthy force uh, moving forward, Sergeant Major. Sergeant Martinez, uh, great points. Um, you know, although my I didn't set out to try to convince you or anyone else, I do appreciate that. I appreciate your comments because. Uh, I think more than anything, our job as leaders again is to uh, to make sure the soldiers understand, you know, the why. And and as it, as hard as it may be sometimes to explain that that why to the point of uh, uh, Mr. Lightland, I think uh, it, it it is still our job, and they're absolutely going to get after it, are getting after it already. And again, I appreciate you and everything you guys are doing over there in Romania. Korea, Chaplain Jones. Yeah, I'll answer a few of those questions. So I think. The first one, is this a deployment? Is this a rotation? Um, honestly, I would propose that it doesn't matter what word you use, you're still away from your family. Uh, you're still away for nine months, and you have a singular focus of uh, working to accomplish some objectives and to grow um, as an organization. So I can tell you that my wife doesn't care if you call it a rotation or a deployment. She has to do everything around the house for nine months. And uh, I know that that means that block leave means doing all the groceries and the cooking for a little bit. And I am emotionally prepared for that. Another thing uh, to that end, why are we here? As you stated earlier, uh, they are actually getting ready to stand up uh, a permanent party uh, unit in our stead, um, not right after us, but the cycle immediately following our successors here. And so uh, we are here for a reason. We are here to grow and to be value added and to deter uh, any kind of conflict in this region. And yet it seems that the Army understands that in this particular situation um, in Korea, they may be better served to have a permanent party uh, unit here. And so that's what they're working to do. But regardless of uh, what that means moving forward for rotational forces in Korea, if they'll continue to do that in 2CAB, uh, we're going to work hard and we're going to do what we can to grow as a team, to get more proficient, you know, uh, it, it's obviously hard for every single one of us being away from home, being away from our family. I think it's thir a 13-hour time difference here. You know, and I know from talking to my soldiers here, just the pain that they're going through, the pain that their families are going through being that far apart. Um, and so I hope it's worth it. I think it's worth it um, if we take the opportunity to grow as best we can and if we nurture those relationships even when we're far away. So going to make the most of it. We're going to grow, and we're going to be better because of it. Hey, thanks for that, uh, Chaplain. Uh, my my honey-do list is also growing uh, during this rotation, I do, believe me. Uh, but I appreciate that. And, and you also uh, said something that I, I wholeheartedly uh, agree with and believe, and that is, at the end of the day, we are United States Army soldiers, you know, tasked with a job, whether it's in Korea or it's in Europe somewhere, and we're going to do it to the best of our ability. Uh, that is just plain and simple. That's what we volunteered for. That's what we signed up for. That's what we're going to do. And all of us are professionals. I know we will do that. No doubt in my mind. 
Uh, and yes, it, it, it's, it sucks to be away from our family, um, you know, whether it's a deployment or a rotation. But at the end of the day, like I said, we will be better by the time we go home. All right, over to Sergeant Major Mullins. So is this a deployment? Absolutely. I, I, I think it is. It's not a combat deployment. It is definitely a rotational deployment. And to Chaplains and Sergeant Ma Martinez's remarks, being away from your family, they, your family doesn't care whether you call it a rotation or a deployment. You're, you're away from home, and they miss you. And, you know, and you're probably missing, like, as you get older, you know, my, my kids in high school, this may, have, this may have been my last summer with them. So, you know, that, that kind of stuff kind of weighs down on you. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people across formation who feel the same. As far as us being here, just being American Army, our presence alone, you know, is essentially, I would say, preventing conflict in the region. Just people seeing our helicopters flying around, just us, you know, driving around back from Ansbach, people seeing us here assures our partners that we're here to help if needed. And again, just us being here is, is definitely deterring you know, other, other forces from, you know, enacting their will upon, upon the region. We're definitely not as busy as, as we would be on a combat deployment. You know, we don't work seven days a week, 18 hours. Um, it's not quite as focused as uh, we would be on a, on a combat deployment because we have, you know, all these freedoms and distractions. You know, you have the MWR, you, you can get a lot of college done here. So it's definitely not as focused. And then, you know, pay. We are definitely not getting paid as much as we would on a combat deployment. And in fact, I would argue that we probably get paid less because you're you're essentially holding up two households. You know, you're you're buying food out here, um, you're going to the MWR, you're spending money to buy whatever you need in, in you know your apartment or whatever. So I definitely think it's a it's a deployment. It just it's rotational and not combat. Yep. All I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Sergeant Major Mullins. All great points. I mean, that there's nothing that I, I mean. I would I would also agree that that uh, I would consider this a deployment. Hadn't been to many, as some of you out there. Um, so I, I I agree with your comments and, and appreciate you as well. So I'd like to close out this 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 podcast episode by saying first and foremost that you know on on behalf of of the Brigade Commander Colonel Shivers and myself, I would really like to thank you guys for for not only joining me today. But for the you know the 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 comments you know the complete transparency and, and everything that we discussed, I certainly appreciate that because I try to be that way when I have a conversation with a soldier. And whether we agree or disagree, or agree to disagree, you know that this is a rotation or a deployment. The bottom line is, as I stated earlier, is that we will do it to the best of our ability. We are part of the greatest team in, in the world, and we will continue to you know to to perform no matter what or where we are in the world. So again, um, I'd really just like to thank you guys for, for, for all the comments. Uh, appreciate Korea dialing in. Definitely got something out of this. I hope you did as well. Uh, I appreciate all of you, you know, being forthcoming with some dialogue and, and, and some insight. And I look forward to seeing you out there when I battlefield circulate or when I see you around the sign. Have a great rest of the weekend and Demon 7 signing out.